BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is the Pulse of St. Louis. Welcome to the Pulse of St. Louis. I'm Shirley Washington. You know, thousands of students in the St. Louis Public School District are preparing to head back to school the first day of class, Tuesday, August 13th. Joining me now, Natalie Bowell. She is the Vice President of the Board of Education for the City of St. Louis, and Dr. Kelvin Adams, Superintendent of the St. Louis Public School District. Thank you both so much for being here. I appreciate it. Thank Dr. You. Adams, what time does the school bell ring on Tuesday morning? 7.05. Oh my goodness, that's pretty early and all the kids have to be there, right? Uh, 22,000 kids, 72 buildings, and we're expecting um, a full house this year in terms of student population. So we're looking forward, excited about kids coming back to school. So what can students expect on the first day? We know they see your bright, sunshiny face. First thing, first thing when they step off the bus, you're there to greet the students. Uh, I think what they can expect is we are partnering with Better Family Life and we're doing a neighborhood net where we have some 200 uh, volunteers coming out to 200 stops to support kids' safety uh, around buses. I think they can expect to see buses on time, teachers prepared, classrooms ready. Uh, we are just really excited. The beginning of the school year is always an exciting time, and we get energized every single year for the beginning of the school year. Ms. Val, let's talk about the school board. Yes. This is the first time in 13 years that the elected board is going to be guiding the district. Tell me about the preparations of the board and if the board is ready. Um, I think we're definitely ready. Uh, what has happened with this transition is it's not been like a light switch where it's all of a sudden on July 1st, you guys are in governance. This is a process that's been going on about a year. Um, starting last summer, late last summer, we went through trainings with the Missouri School Boards Association, uh, the National School Boards Association, Special Administrative Board was very helpful as well. Um, and obviously the superintendent and district staff, they have worked really hard to get us up to speed on past district affairs, uh, some of the closed session items. They were very, very generous with their time and I think they are continuing to be generous with their time. So I feel like we're really supported as a new board. Um, we're seven new members, so we have not necessarily worked together or worked with the district and there's gonna be a bit of a learning curve, but I think we're off to a, a pretty good start. Why do you wanna serve? Why do I wanna serve? Well, I, I originally ran because there were um, lots of things going on in our city that the school district impacts more than just the kids, but the kids are obviously the focus. So where the funding comes from, who is affected by that? We have some of our elderly population who um, are unfortunately losing their homes to the tax auctions. So that was a big part of it for me. And I, I originally got started with um, technology for low-income kids, recycling computers, and uh, just wanting to collaborate and bridge that digital divide. Dr. Adams, you said that the teachers are ready. Do you have enough teachers in place? And of course, everyone always asks the question, are they qualified, are they certified, are they ready to be in the classroom to teach? So as of three o'clock yesterday, we had about 45 vacancies. So we are continuing to work to make sure that we have enough teachers in place. And if, even if we don't have 
a certified teaching class will have long-term subs in those classes, but the critical need areas in this city and this region and this nation are math and science, and that's where our great, that's our greatest challenge in special education. So we prepare teachers have gone through training today and yesterday. They came back to work on Monday. They'll be in their classrooms Friday and Monday preparing to get their classrooms ready, uh, and we're ready. We, we think we have everything in place. All administrative positions have been filled. We have one vice president, a vice principal position that needs to be filled, and the board will be hopefully approving that on Tuesday night. Uh, but for the most part, we're ready. We think we have done everything to get ready, transportation's in place, food services in, in place, and so we're ready to roll for the beginning of school year. Let's talk about safety. We talked about the Neighborhood Net Program, protecting the students on the bus stops. What about in the schools? 136 um, professionals have been trained, security staff. Uh, we have probably the second or third largest uh, in the region for uh, support, and they are going through training this week as well with the uh, St. Louis uh, Police Department. And so. We're prepared. We think we have done everything possible to get prepared as we've done for the last 11 years in my tenure. And we uh, knock on glass. We've been fortunate enough that there have not been any major incidents. But obviously, we are uh, monitoring everything that happens through a number of different sources, whether that's Facebook, whether that's um, uh, Hotline, um, 345 5656 is a number that people will call if they have any kind of concerns. Our call center opens up tomorrow morning at 6 o'clock. Um, I really. It will open up the day before this. Uh, <laughs> it's opening up on Friday. Friday, yes. yes so okay. it will continue to roll uh, through the weekend and every day for the next 10 days. We will be prepared to take phone calls and information to try to prepare for any kind of questions that families might have. And, and that's, that drives me to another point. Parents may have questions about registering their children for school. Now, what should they bring? Should they bring any specific documents or how, what is that process like for them? Um, they can bring uh, residence information, uh, birth certificates, and last report cards. Those are the three major items they need. We work through a number of different ways to get them to school. If they just show up, we'll work through getting them to school because we can request records from other places if need be. We just need the kids there on the very first day of school. It's critical that they're there. We'll be going to churches tomorrow, which is Sunday, to make them aware that we're going to 30, 30 churches. Some board members will be going as well to announce that school is opening. Um, and it's not just the St. Louis Public Schools, they're charter schools, it's a regional effort to try to get families to get to school on time. And then why is it important for children to be in the classroom? I mean, we know why, but sometimes people don't have a full, clear understanding as to why it's important for the children to be in school besides that learning factor. I think it signals readiness. I think it says, I'm prepared, uh, I'm ready to work really hard. I think it says, I want to do right by making sure that I'm in school and uh, preparing myself to learn. And so that's why it's important. It's, you know, the, the truth of the matter is the first day is a, a ceremonial piece in many, many cases, but it speaks to the fact that families are ready, kids are ready to learn the very first day of school. Ms. Val, we were talking about the elected board being in place. What steps have been put in place to make sure that the district doesn't find itself in trouble again? <laughs> well, I think, as I said, we, we have prepared uh, quite well with the Missouri School Boards Association, but a lot of those pieces were St. Louis-specific um, training. So we've obviously got the superintendent. We are working on budgeting on our transformational plan. And just monitoring ourselves, I think, is going to be the biggest thing, learning to work as a team and keeping ourselves in check and, you know, on message and on our goal. 
you talk about this being the first time that this group, this body has worked together. Yes. What are you doing to build that relationship to make sure that you have that chemistry and that you can communicate and work together? So um, in the middle of July, we actually had our board retreat, um, including Dr. Adams and some district staff with the Missouri School Boards Association facilitating. And I really think it went well. Um, we have, we did some, you know, team building exercises as trite as that sounds. I think it was really essential for us. We identified our top goals for the district. Um, I mean, obviously there are dozens of them, but what we're really going to focus on to, to stay focused. Um, we have learned to interact with the superintendent, where, whereas before we were just kind of the separate entity that kept meeting and talking about governance and talking about student performance, but not actually having an impact on that. So I think that working with the superintendent and district staff has been the greatest boon that this board could have. Now we're up on those topics. We are on top of things and we know how to act. Perfect. I want to talk about goals after the break. So I've got to take a break sure. stay with us. When we come back, we're going to find out what's on the menu. What is the district serving students that's healthy and nutritious? Stay with us back in a moment. To hear more, listen to the podcast. Just search for The Pulse of St. Louis. Welcome back to The Pulse of St. Louis. You know, students in the St. Louis Public School District return the class this Tuesday, August 13th. Dr. Adams says the bell rings at 7.05. I was telling him that's early. He's like, well, they need to be in class. That's right. Uh, Ms. Val, just fill me in. We were talking about goals for the board. Share some of the goals. So I think our top three focuses right now are equity, uh, cultural responsiveness in the classroom, and definitely literacy. Always reading scores are important because without that foundation, there's, a, you know, you can't do a lot of other subjects successfully. So we want our students to succeed and I think building that foundation is at the core of every other one of our goals. And then what steps have been put in place to make sure you accomplish your goals? So we do have metrics that we are looking at. Uh, I will let Dr. Adams speak to more of the specifics because he's the one that keeps up with all the data and just reports back to us. But um, go Dr. Ahead. Adams, we know how significant the data is. We've talked about this numerous times on this show. So let's talk about that again because as you know and now we all know how important that is. Well, we have to measure ourselves, and we use the data to determine that. So schools have individual um, target goals and the district has a goal as well. So we have a district scorecard and we have a school scorecard. And we're looking not to wait for the final testing to come at the end of the year um, from the state to give us a report. They'll do that in October, November, but the year is already over. So that's a lagging indicator. We need a leading indicator, indicators that say where we are as we measure ourselves on a regular basis. So. Our school scorecard does that as well as our district scorecard. And so we have measures to say how many students should be reading on level in each school, what should that growth be, and reading and in mathematics, what should the attendance be? Uh, the state measures 90-90 attendance, so has the school gone up or down is it in, in that area? The number of certified teachers in a building as well. We measure those kind of data points from a district level as well as a school level. You asked me about vacancies, we're measuring ourselves to say that we don't have any vacancies on the first day of school. Our goal is zero percent of vacancies in a first day of school. We're not there yet, but we, we have a goal to reach that. So. Uh, all of our, our team knows what the goals are, the, the, as uh, has already been indicated by the Vice President. We've shared those, those indicators to, with the board, and it's their responsibility, as they are, monitoring us on a regular basis to see where we are and holding us accountable if we're not meeting those goals. Tell me about the programs that are in place to make sure our students are learning math and science and reading, because as you just said, Ms. Val, reading is at the core of everything. 
So we have a number of programs. We have, last year we put a million dollars aside for every single school to have a reading plan uh, where they were targeting uh, specific students who are reading below level in terms of doing that. We are putting tutoring programs in place for all of our high school students such that if they're falling behind, they get an opportunity to, to, to catch up. We're extending the school day in two of our schools called our CPN schools, schools that have some independent schools, Ashland and Merrimack, which are two of the lowest achieving schools in the district. We have some comprehensive dollars from the state that allows us to have additional resources, additional math and reading teachers in those specific 15 schools such that students can get individual support and tutoring. Uh, we just have a plethora of programs. We were just, uh, just before leaving office, we had someone reach out to us for ACT prep a unique ACT prep program that will be available for all of our high school uh, seniors, all of our high school students online, a virtual program from a group that I can't say right now, but that is really wanting to work with us in that area. So we have a number of different programs. It's not really the programs that are really important. It's how the fidelity of the programs, how we really make sure that those programs are targeting the right students and supporting the right students. And how do you do that? Because as you know, each child learns differently. All of our children don't learn the same way at the same time. So how do you address that? Um, that's a really excellent question. What we do from a district perspective is that we have regular meetings every Tuesday, 8 o'clock, every Tuesday, 1 o'clock, to have persons give us a report in terms of how schools are doing. We have network superintendents who are accountable for a set of schools, anywhere from 7 to 12 schools they're accountable for. And they're accountable for bringing that data back to the table. And we're accountable on a regular basis, on a monthly basis. I am looking at data. Our team is looking at data, student by student data. So we have data rooms in all of our buildings that says where Calvin Adams is. On a regular basis, they're looking at that data, they're putting on a chart, they're holding teachers accountable, say, why isn't this kid moving to, to this level? So that's how we look at the data. That's how we have been able to move from a district that was unaccredited to a district that's fully accredited because we made data the real key piece for us, not what people think or believe or feel. It's about the numbers. And if the numbers are not increasing for kids, we have to hold ourselves accountable and other people accountable for what that data says. Ms. Val, tell me about accountability for the board. Well, I think one thing that is very important to realize is what a board does and does not do. We do not get involved with the day-to-day -day operations. That is something that we trust Dr. Adams to do. We are responsible solely for setting the vision and the district's goals and meeting those requirements in support of success for our students. So, now, Do you have timelines for all of the goals that you set for yourselves as board members? We are trying to work on that, yes, um, because that is, that is something that will come kind of organically as, as Dr. Adams has and I were talking about, um, we're hoping that within six months or so, everything is going smoothly. We know there's going to be a bit of bumps and, you know, um, so I think that we are trying month by month to get better at making decisions, at being decisive, at not revisiting things over and over in each meeting because these decisions are now impacting things. For so long, the board felt like nothing we did mattered. I mean, good or bad we had no real impact on the district, and now we do, and I think we are taking that very seriously. And it's Has anything exciting. surprised you since you've been on the board? Well, part of our training was no surprises. Mm -hmm. um, so emphasizing and holding each other accountable to that no surprises, I think we've done pretty well. Um, I would agree. <laughs> no, no. Um, Have we surprised you? Uh, I've had no surprises. Again, okay. we've worked through the process over the last year and a half of working together collectively. We were always meeting before, mm -hmm. but the meetings were informational meetings, like I would meet with any outside group. Uh, now with the board being in governance, the transition has taken place. And so we've worked, I know all of the board members, we 
have talked before, we've met before. Uh, there are no surprises here. Um, obviously, uh, the gelling has to take place with any group that comes together. It's like a marriage, and so it takes a little while. The honeymoon is still in place. Uh, there'll be some bumps and bruises, but those bumps and bruises will not impact students, not in a negative way, in any way, shape, or form. The board is committed to that effort, and the superintendent and administration is committed to that effort. And speaking of the students, let's talk about lunch. <laughs> let's talk about food. What's on the menu? What, how do we make sure that our students are getting healthy, nutritious meals? So as you might be aware, several years ago, the Obama administration put together some tough guidelines around food nutrition. Uh, the, the, the new administration came in and, and lessened those guidelines, but we kept to those guidelines. So we are following those same rigorous guidelines around food prep, around um, uh, the kinds of food that kids eat. Obviously, kids want nachos and pizza every single day, uh, and they could likely get away with that. Uh, but their nutrition meals, we just w recently won an award for, for that. When we took over uh, some seven, eight years ago, it was an F rating. Now the, uh, it's an A rating in terms of food service. So we will never satisfy everybody's taste um, because they have a variety of tastes. But for the most part, we are meeting the needs of kids in terms of the food. We have a breakfast program where kids are eating breakfast in the morning in the classroom. We have an after-school food program for kids who play sports and are in clubs. They get a dinner at, at the school before they leave. So we're covering every basis before school starts, uh, during the school day for lunch, obviously, and then a dinner program. And everything is working really well. Operating, operating, Operation Food Search is a partner with us in terms of that. They assist us in terms of writing a grant to do that. And so we're just really excited about the opportunities. About 80% of our kids eat every single day, about 76% for breakfast, but about 81, 82% for lunch. And that's relatively consistent with what has happened over the last three to five uh, years. Uh, and it's an indicator to us, to us that kids want to eat. All of our kids eat free. Kids don't have to bring any money at all. 100% of our population uh, eat free, and we, we're proud of that fact as well. And tell me about parents who may be concerned if their children have food allergies or if they don't want them to have sugar. How do you address that? We have nurse services in every single building, EpiPens and all of those kinds of things, and they have to fill out a form to make us aware of that. And we are cognizant of that. I was in a, in a school on Monday for training, and the nurse was going through training and said there were 10 kids who had peanut allergies. And, these, and they were training teachers around EpiPen use, how to use the EpiPen. Uh, we had about, uh, in, that, in this particular school, about 40 kids who had asthma. Uh, and sometimes that is generated by the food and other kinds of things as well. And so we have nurses that have provided the information to parents such that they could fill out the information, to have the doctor sign off on it, and we will be cognizant of that and keep those kids away from um, the, 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 um, the places where they might be impacted by food that might uh, create some kind of episode for them. Tell me about the support system that's in place for some of our students who may be homeless. Yes, uh, last Friday we did a transition fair for families who had those kind of challenges at our district office. Uh, it ran from 8 until 7 and uh, we had a number of partners who were there giving shots and clothing and all of those kinds of things. So we have about 2,500 kids that are identified as homeless. We're constantly providing food, um, housing, uh, clothing, um, transportation in every way possible. There, there really is no reason for a kid not to be in school because we provide all of the kind of supports that they need. Uh, Deidre uh, 
Thomas Murray, who's the person responsible for it, uh, does an excellent job. And there are families out there who are hearing this message that still have that problem. 345-5656 is the number to call. Say it again. 345-5656 is the number to call to address transportation, food service, uh, any issues that they might be having about coming to school. Now, you've had issues in the past on the first day of school. Yes, we have. Are you anticipating, and what are you doing to try to prevent some of these issues that come up on the first day? I, I am positive we will have issues again. <laughs> Let me just be clear yeah. about that. Uh, what we're doing to try to minimize those issues is obviously to appear on your show like we're doing right now, communicate with families, send out mailers and emails and texts and all of those kinds of things. But because we transport about 18,000 kids and we run about 300 buses, in three different tiers. It's the very first day. We, we, we really pick up kids who are four years old, and sometimes families don't know when kids are going to be dropped off or when they're going to get there. It is our hope and belief that we provide enough information from a, from a number of sources, from parents, from staff, and some of our vendors, because our vendor first student is a vendor. They, they don't work for us. I mean, they're not our employees, they're vendors, that they are prepared as well. So uh, I am knocking on plastic glass. I don't sleep Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday uh, as we work together to try to make sure that everything is done. As a matter of fact, we have a, a uh, open school meeting tomorrow at 3 o'clock. We'll probably go to 3 to 6 as we try to cover every single issue that we might anticipate happening. But I'm almost positive there'll be something that occurs. Hopefully it won't be newsworthy. Uh, you don't want to see me. <laughs> no, I do not. I do not. not, not outside, for a while. outside of this forum, you don't want to see me. Outside this forum, I don't want to see you. But we're working really hard to try to minimize those yeah. things. But it's a collaborative effort with parents and the vendors and staff as well to try to minimize those. And things. that meeting is actually on Friday. That is it's correct. Thursday. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. the show on Thursday. I'm yeah. sorry. I apologize. No, no, no. It's all right. So, Ms. Val, I'm hearing all this, and I'm always, my brain seems overwhelmed by mm -hmm. all that goes into making sure our students get to school, making sure our students are safe, making sure our students are learning. For you as a board member, is this overwhelming or did you have any idea what it took to run, to run a school district? I think we all had an idea. Um, that's why we ran. We wanted to, we, we all saw issues with the school district and we all saw areas where we could contribute to improvements. So, I mean, obviously we saw this coming, but now working with Dr. Adams, we see exactly <laughs> what's going on. He gives us a report at each board meeting, right. a presentation of you know, what has happened, how close we are to our goals uh, with that excellent data that the district keeps track of. So yes, we definitely expect some bumps and um, hopefully Dr. Adams will keep reporting to us and always improving. Yeah, what are you looking forward to most about serving? Ah, wow. Um, obviously improving student scores and student achievement. Um, we know that not all of our kids are going to go on to college, uh, but we do want to make sure that college readiness is at the forefront of, for our high school um, kids especially. But again, with reading, that will be a goal that is achievable. So. Um, and if they don't go to college, that maybe they can go to a trade school. I mean, right. The there goal are... is to make sure they continue their education so that right. they can maintain and obtain skills so that they yes. can be successful. We would love them to be successful citizens who contribute, you know, as awesome members of society, yeah. not just acceptable, but awesome. Yeah. So we want them to take on leadership roles in any way they can. And Dr. Adams can speak more to the career readiness and the, um, the other trades things that we have going on. All right, got to take a break. We'll talk about that when we come back. Stay with us back in a moment.
Welcome back to the Pulse of St. Louis. We're talking about schools starting for the St. Louis Public School District Tuesday. Get ready. All right, so give me some success stories, Dr. Adams, real quickly. What's your favorite success story about the district? My favorite success story. I have numerous, but you tell me yours. Favorite success story is this year for the second year in a row, we graduated 60 students or 30 students who graduated with a high school diploma and a college degree uh, from a community college with the idea all of those students are now engaged in college or a career or service. And so that is a great story, uh, one of the few districts in this region that's doing that. And one of the great things, I did that story too. One of the great things about these students, a lot of them, they got full scholarships. That's correct. Some of them got scholarships to Ivy League universities, Washington University. I mean, it's, it's an amazing program, and I think that's, that's incredible. Another amazing program we were just talking about in the break um, is the Costa Show Rica. Me Costa Rica program that Samantha Lurie started. It changes kids' lives. This is the seventh year, I think, that she's done it, sixth year that she's done it. Uh, and she touches about 10 to 15 students. It was only targeted at one school, Vashon High School, but she did it across the district this year with schools like Gateway and Cornerhand, and it literally changes kids' lives because it gives them an opportunity to see things that they otherwise would never see. Right. Uh, just a, a, gr- a great, unique program that's just fantastic. And again, tell me that phone number for if parents or students have any questions, they can call this number. 314-345-5656. Someone will be there at 6 o'clock in the morning, 6 o'clock in the evening for the next 10 days. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, Ms. Val, you ready? All okay. set? <laughs> what are you looking forward to most about this new year? I think I'm learning forward to learning just as much as the kids are. The board is, like I said, um, it's a learning curve. So it's exciting for us to finally be in governance and to actually have an impact on those kids. So I think we might be learning even more than the kids are <laughs> this, <laughs> this semester. Right. All right. Thank you so much for thank being here. Thank you very here. much. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you. And thank you for joining us for the Pulse of St. Louis. If you missed any part of the show, download the Pulse of St. Louis podcast in the iTunes or Google Play stores. I'll see you next time. You guys did an awesome job. Thank you so much.